Hello there, fine people. Welcome back to episode number five of this delightful podcast. My name is Marquez. This is the Random Podcast. Giddy up. Today, I'd like to talk about pikeys, thieves, and con artists. They're everywhere in LA. I did not realize this before moving here. It is mental. I think I've only... Uh, back in Ireland, I think I was only robbed one time. I was about maybe 14. This is back in Cork. I remember the day for some reason. It was a Wednesday, half day of school. Myself and my buddy Paul took the bus from Rochestown. Or was it Noel? Could have been Noel, maybe Paul. I think it was Paul, actually. Took the bus from Rochestown into Cork City. I was going to buy new football boots and then we were going to play a pool in a place called the Vic. Where everyone went to play a pool and there was women and we didn't know how to talk to them. So we just played pool and looked over at the women and were awkward. It was great fun times in Ireland when you're a young wee boy. Anyway, I went to this place. What was the name of it? Maybe Ludgate O'Keefe's. Went to a shop. Bought the boots. My mom had given me 50 pounds, perhaps, 50 euro. Who knows what it was at the time. Went and bought these great Adidas boots. 45 pounds, I think they cost me. Maybe 40. I might have to put some of my own money towards it. But anyway, I bought the boots. And then we were, myself and Paul were going to walk up to the Vic, the pool hall, across the bridge, up the street a small bit. And I was like, oh, I don't want to take this bag with me. He's going to leave it here and ask him if I can collect it later when we go back and get the bus. So thankfully I left the boots at the shop to pick them up later. Paul walked up the street. We walked alongside the river. It was a lovely crisp Wednesday afternoon. And as we were walking along, it was a big wide road. On the left hand side, there was like a shopping centre, shopping mall as they call it in America. All busy. We were on the side by the river. It was really quiet. Next minute we see these ten little fellas crossing the street ahead of us. Myself and Paul are like, oh, something's happening here. And if we were like 14, these guys were probably a year or two below us, which when you're 14 is like a decade or something. So we shouldn't have been intimidated by these little feckers, but there was a lot of them and they were pikeys. So we were like, ah, oh, something's going to go happening here. Next minute, one of asked me, how about I? No, that's not the pikey accent. You're fine. Let's just pretend that's it. You're fine. Do you have a cigarette? Hey, boss. Or was it more like that? Hey, boss. Hey, boss. Do you have a cigarette there for me, do you? Yeah, it was kind of like that. Hey, boss. Do you have a cigarette there for me, do you? And I was like, oh, no, I don't smoke. I got a... I've had a cough since I was young. Every every winter I get a cough, so I've never started smoking because my lungs are very poor. Here, boy. Give us a cigarette there, will ya? I'm like, no, man, I don't smoke. I think Paul did smoke, so Paul might have given him a cigarette. Next minute. There's like ten of them, there's two of us. I was taller than a lot of them, too. But they were just pikeys, so you can't trust a pikey. Plus, if you fight a pikey... The myth in Ireland is they'll never give up. So you could be fighting him for days, days and weeks, till one of these says, stop, I just can't, I want to go home, have a cup of tea. Anyway, asked me for a cigarette, didn't have one, gave one, Paul gave him one, I think. 
I think that gave Paul leeway. Paul was off the hook. They wanted something from me. So next minute he goes, give us, give us your money. Give us your money there, baby, yeah. I'm like, I don't have any money. And he had a little pocket knife that he pulled out. At the time, I think I was wearing a big puffy blue jacket. So I don't think if he tried to stab me with the pocket knife, it wouldn't even have made it through the jacket. But still, the threat of a knife, me being a young, innocent, naive boy, I was like, oh, let me check. He was like, pull out your pockets, pull out your pockets. And I had that fiver left over from the 50 pounds from the boots. And I was like, ah, no, I need this fiver to play pool and to get the bus home. The bus is 125. And I'm going to play pool. And I was kind of good at pool, so I was hoping I was able to stay on. And people challenged me, and they'd have to pay to try and beat me at pool. He was like, give me the money there now, boy. Give me the money. And all these little runts, these little rats around him. Give him the money. Give him the money, you prick. Give him the money, you queer. Probably called me a queer because I had lovely spiky hair. Probably bleach blonde at the time. I was quite a quite a scene. Anyway, I had to give him my money. Five pounds. They left Paul off the hook for some reason. Maybe he just said, I don't have anything. Whereas I panicked and said, oh, I have a fiver. Myself and Paul walked on. They crossed the way back towards the shopping centre to spend my mum's hard-earned money. And cigarettes, probably, those little pricks. Myself and Paul strolled on. Pretty embarrassed, the two of us. We were older than these little pikeys. They embarrassed us. We walked on. Not knowing what to do. What should we do, Paul? Should we walk on? Should we go play a pool? Or should we go home? Back to the safety of Rochestown, have a cup of tea and watch cup of tea and watch TV. Let's do that instead. So we turned around like the two little women that we were. Walked home away from those pikeys. Paul gave me money for the bus. He had money all along. I picked up my football boots at least. And that was it. Went home. I was a changed man that day would remain burnt, seared into my memory the first time I was ever robbed at knife point. I'm sure a couple of weeks later, again, these other pikeys try to rob me. They try to steal my my watch at another shopping centre. Shopping centres in Ireland when you're growing up and you're about 15. I think they're fun places. It's just pikeys trying to fight you or else rob you. It's usually fight. Come on, you know, I'll fight you. Anyway, these other pikeys came up to me and they're like, what time is it by? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, well, you have a watch. Give us that watch of yours. And I'm like, no, I'm not giving them the way my watch. I think I got it from communion or confirmation, something. It was a good watch. Maybe my dad bought it for me. I could have been with Paul again this time. Maybe not. Maybe someone else. John. Anyway, the two of us looked at each other and we just ran. No more getting getting robbed by pikeys this way. This time we run away, run for the hills. We ran and ran and ran home and we hid in trees and we hid in the bush and we looked out. We made sure those pikeys didn't follow us. And we got away with it. So I had heard two times I think I was robbed back in Ireland. I was robbed actually once as well in Barcelona. This is weird. This is when I was older. I was living in Germany at the time. 
Went to Barcelona for a weekend. Check it out. Walking down Los Ramblas. After a few boozes, all everyone happy and fun. Larry, this little local Spanish pikey, came up to me. I didn't realize he was pikey at the time. He started singing Barcelona songs to soccer. He was like, hey, ole. And I was like, ole, Barcelona, ole. I started singing with him. Next minute, he put his arm around me. And he interlaced his leg with mine. And we started doing this hopping dance in the middle of Las Ramblas, singing Barcelona songs. And I was like, oh, this is kind of weird, but fun. Let's just sing a song with this dude. And then he stopped. And then this American tourist walking by was like, hey, man, he just stole your wallet. And I was like, what? No, he didn't. Check my pants. Yes, indeed, he had stolen my wallet. That was his trick to shake my leg. And then with the arm that wasn't around me, he reached into my pants and stole my wallet. Then we chased after the little Barcelona pikey. Chased him, me and a few other guys, he threw my wallet away, I picked it up, we still chased him, but then he tried to lure us down a dodgy alley, where a few of his friends were waiting for us, so we said, ah sure, off with you lads, you're only having a laugh, we don't want to get in another knife fight, us without a knife, he probably with knives, so off we went, so at least I got that back, so I think I've only been stolen once from that pikey with the knife, when I was a young boy, he took five pounds from me. Five pounds, but I got a story out of it. Well worked it. Jeez, I'm gibbering on today. Anyway, the only reason I'm bringing up Pikey's is because my buddy earlier phoned me. And he was like, what did you do again when you were a uh, fraud identity theft? And I've, it's weird. I've had like identity theft here. I've lost count too many times. Maybe four or five Anyway, my buddy had his, someone set up uh, an extra phone line on his vo- on his Verizon account. And his bill was like $1,200 or something. They kept ringing Jamaica. So they obviously got his details somehow. He had to go sort it out. I was trying to give him advice. He knew who to turn to because I keep getting my identity stolen here. I'd say I've had my credit card details stolen about five times at least. I remember getting phone calls. Even the other day I've had it stolen. People just using it to buy stuff. The first time was this taxi man in West Hollywood. And he wouldn't accept cash. Oh no, I didn't have... I obviously would accept cash. I didn't have cash, so I was like, man, I have to use my card. This is a Russian dude that's shouting at me. This is before Uber. Became popular and I was like, well, all I have is a card, man. It says you take card. So then he put it through this weird-looking machine. It wasn't like the machine that was on the dashboard. It was this weird one. Thought nothing of it. Checked my bank account. I see that he swiped the details three times. Hang on, I'm getting a phone call from Bolster. Bolster, I'll call you back. I'm doing a podcast. Let's talk to Jimmy. Jimmy, uh, call you back there. I'm doing a podcast. All right, good luck. Good luck, good luck. Um, anyway, Russian cabman, not only did he charge my card a few times, he also started buying stuff online with my details. I didn't notice this till after the weekend, but anyway, he racked up some nice bills. Some Russian porn was included. The Russian porn is what triggered my bank to phone me and say, Hey, Mark, are you uh, making all these transactions? I was like, no, cancel that. 
Another time, I got a phone call to say, Hey, Mark, are you in Arkansas? Did you just buy $1,100 worth of guns and ammunition from this hunting place? I was like, no, I did not buy those guns. Cancel that card as well, please. And then another time, I lost my wallet or something somewhere. So I had to get a new driver's license. Went to the driver, DMV. And the woman was looking at me like I was a thief. She was like, uh, wait, what's going on? Eventually I got out of her that someone in Pennsylvania or something had been pulled in using my driver's license. And he was wanted in Pennsylvania. So I was wanted. There was a warrant out for my arrest in Pennsylvania. Something like that. And I was like, well, that's not me. Clearly, I'm here. So it was weird, but the weirdest one of all was uh, I DJ this one time in Vegas for like at the Marquee, the Cosmopolitan, and they took all my details like for promotion and then for getting paid. So they had everything in their accounts: my bank details, social, email, Facebook, just all this stuff that they could just log into and promote if they wanted or stuff like that. Um, phone numbers. And then they had a breach of security, so someone took all, someone hacked in, had all this stuff. So then, like, I was getting all these weird emails, all this just weird stuff that I couldn't figure out. I was like, what's going on? It, it was wrecking my head. Basically, someone stole my identity again, but they stole it, like, full on. They were, like, using my emails and stuff. It was odd. I was getting weird Facebook, my phone number, I had to change that. Do you know the way you can do, like, iMessaging on your computer? I'd be on my computer sometimes. The next minute I could see someone, like, writing texts in front of me. As if though they were from me to some, like, weird numbers. It was bizarre. So I had to change my number. I actually changed my number about four times. People thought I was a drug dealer here. First time, I had this, like, Santa Cruz number, I think. And I just kept getting weird calls for this dude I had a similar number in Santa Cruz. Next minute I'm getting phone calls from this woman in prison who was looking for the same dude. So she used to phone me up. I used to get phone calls like, do you accept this collect call from Jane in Santa Cruz local penitentiary or whatever it called. Obviously I thought it was for me so I was like, oh yes, put Jane through and then Jane starts bursting out. You got to get me out of here, man. You got to get me out. I'm like, whoa, who's this? And she's like, wait, who's this? And I'm like, I think it's the wrong number. And she's like, well, don't hang up. I have to talk to someone. So that was the time I spoke to Jane, I think. Jane in jail somewhere. That was weird. I couldn't explain that. She basically got the number wrong. But then she got it wrong twice, two more times after that. So for a while there, I had a pen pal in Jane. In jail called Jane. Poor girl. She wanted me to post bail. I said, no, Jane, I couldn't do it. You have to learn your lesson, whatever you did. I think she was up for battering the dude. Nice girl. Can't wait till she gets released and we have a lovely family together. So I changed my number then. Then what happened? Oh, then then I got a guy's number. Do you like when you get a new number, sometimes they just regurgitate, like recycle numbers. Got this dude's number. What was his name? Victor or something? That lived in West Hollywood. He lived like... He lived close to me. Because... 
I know that because when I went to drop off some shirts at the dry cleaner down the street from me, they were like, what's your number? I told them my number. They are like, oh, yeah, Victor. Cool, man. He'll be ready on Monday. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not Victor. And they're like, yeah, you are. This is your number. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but that's not me. That's my number, but that's not me. And then they were looking at me like, uh, did you rob Victor's phone? And I was like, no, I got this number. Blame AT&T. Those pricks. And then Victor obviously changed his number because he owed a lot of people money. So I used to get some amount of calls from, hey, man, debt collectors, we got to come collect that money, Victor. And I'm like, it's not Victor. It's me. It's Mark. And they're like, okay, we believe you. Next week, they call again. Hey, Victor, debt collectors, man, you owe us money. When can we get it? And I'm like, you're not listening. It's not Victor. It's Mark. There was some storage depot in North Hollywood. Used to phone me all the time. Victor owed him about $500. And he had a storage box full of stuff. Storage unit. And I was like, every single week, you got to stop phoning this number. It's Mark. Victor, this is no longer his number. But they never stopped. And they never gave up. So I had to change my number again. Yeah. And then I had to change it once more when the people at that place in Vegas had all my details hacked. They were like, yeah, you might want to change all your details online and passwords and your phone number, your bank card, everything. So that was great fun. Uh, Getting fraud attacked. So yeah, that's been a good few times. Stolen identity, stolen card details. The phone number, that was the, most, that was the most annoying. The most annoying was telling, the most annoying thing we could change your phone number so often is like, hey, it's me again. I had to change my number. But you've got to send it out like in a group text. I've definitely lost contact with a lot of people ever since I changed my number 15 times. Happy days if anyone's listening. And they've always wondered why I haven't replied to their texts. It's either because I've changed my number or perhaps they just don't like you anymore. It's one of the two. You decide what it is. Uh, so yeah, then earlier my buddy phoned me up and he was like, Hey man, what do I do? And at this point, I didn't even know what you do when your identity gets stolen. I just changed my bank card. With the bank, changed my number. Hope they don't hack me again. Hope I don't get weird Facebook messages. I used to have like, people conducting Facebook conversations. On my account, it's very odd. That's why they changed my name online. That's probably why a lot of people think I'm dealing drugs. Changed my number so many times. I'm either drugs or a male prostitute. They are two plausible reasons, but the real reason is I keep getting hacked. And then I keep getting weird numbers. Like, who gets a number of a dude that owes people money? I do. That is the answer. Me. Happy days. Hey, that's some good gibbering. Don't think I even understood a word of it. Hopefully you can make sense, rhyme and reason of it. Happy days, we're back in the game. My name's Mark Case. If you want to hear more of my gibber, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, at Trickadoo, T-R-I-C-K-A-D-U-U, Trickadoo, or else, Marquez.tv.
check out some shorts I shot. If you want to read my books, Random, The Adventures of an Irish Guy in L.A., Random or More Adventures of an Irish Guy in L.A., or Pre-Dumb, Before I Came to L.A., check out Amazon, Book Soup, here in West Hollywood, any old good bookstore. Um, all right, ponies, podcast listeners, randomies, people who just stumble upon this pot of gold. We'll be back again soon, probably tomorrow with another podcast. Until then, good duck a doo. Good duck a duck, good duck a doo. I got a phone back, Jimmy Bolster. <laughs>